0: Welcome everyone to episode Siete Seven, the Expanding Life Podcast. Jared and Ryan back at you once again. Jared, why don't you say hi What's to up? all the peeps What's out up? there?
1: I'm trying to think of You lie you dropped the Spanish. I don't have any other language to pull from. Sechi. Sechi. It's Portuguese. Sechi. Seven?
0: Yeah. Sechi. Okay. You gotta get a little yeah, I, gotta, da, 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 gotta, da, da.
1: I took a year uh of Chinese in college, but it does not ser- it serves me literally zero. Do you know
0: how to say seven in Chinese?
1: Um oh man, you're putting me on the spot. How about one? One <laughs> 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 I used to count to one. Oh, it's gonna come to me. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna we'll drop it. it. We'll then, get it
0: by the end. Yeah, You'll be it. mid-sentence yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah,
1: in the most random place throughout this podcast, I'm going to drop it. It'll be the most serious part, and I'm going to drop one to ten. I like it. All right.
0: Is it Mandarin? Mandarin. Mandarin Chinese? Yeah, Mandarin Chinese. Very beneficial language to know.
1: Very beneficial, so.
0: Awesome. Well, cool. Well, ladies and gents, we want to jump into some hot topics for the day, Uh, but the first one we want to go into is how has sales impacted our lives in more ways than just within our career? Yeah. And uh, I don't know, Jared, if when I say that, if immediately some things come to your mind. But I'd love to hear from
1: you first. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, Ryan does. Um, so I think the first thing that comes to my mind, the first word that comes to my mind is confidence. Confidence, confidence, confidence. Um, you know, I think naturally through life, you know, as we're raised, as you know, I look back to like sports when you're when you're being when you're uh when you're growing up right it's you're probably you probably did sports growing up with sports it's such a good battleground it's such a good place for somebody to learn about themselves because obviously there's competition there's you're pushing yourself towards a a goal you're part of a team you can start to like gain confidence in something uh and i think you know after you get to maybe you, you go to high school maybe you go to college you graduate college um and then you kind of get out in the work world and depending upon your career, you can kind of get into this habit to where, you, you know, you're not playing sports anymore because if you're in your early to mid twenties, unless I guess you're some like, <laughs> yeah. like, I guess some like, I don't know, local sports league or something like that. Or, or you've arrived professionally. Yes. Or, yeah. you're, or you're in, you know, high level professional sports. You're not in that environment or realm anymore. And so, where do you get that competition? Where do you, where do you get that drive from? Yeah. You know? And I think I look back to my early part of my career, and I think for me, it, it's really helped to add confidence. once again, back to the sports, the, the sports stuff. When I was younger, it's it's one of those things like you don't really know what you're good at yet, and then obviously you do sports. I remember like starting in baseball. Yeah. I remember I was like, man, I've got a really good arm. I got yeah. pitch really good. Or I can, I can hit really well. Yeah. And I remember just thinking like that was reinforced to me after coaches and my parents and stuff like, Hey, you're really good at this. Yeah. You should keep doing this. And obviously you get that hit of dopamine yeah. and you're like, cool, I want to keep doing this. Yeah. And so it reinforces this good behavior. Anyway, all of that to say sales for me has benefited me a lot in adding and building confidence, right? Yeah. Building a really strong baseline. Um, if you want to go and do something really cool, whatever it is you're going to go and do, you've got to have confidence, Yeah. right? Uh, even if you're an amazing computer programmer and you walk in, you're trying to land a job, you're trying to land a gig, and you walk in and you say, I-, I know how to code, um, kind of, but not really. Like, I yeah. just don't know if I'm that good. You know
0: what's interesting is when you bring that up, years back I read an article in the USA Today. Yeah and it talked about what companies did or, or, or I guess how did they came to the conclusion of who to hire and who not to hire, mm. right? Um, a lot of times, people with very similar chops are showing up on their doorstep, right? Same degrees, same past work experience, but they, they found that 80% of their decision-making came down to the interview, mm. which is crazy. So let's go take a software engineer, for example. Mm. When they're going through all the schooling they do to learn how to do that, how many classes do you think there are on communication or, yeah. or even confidence, mm-hmm. right? Yet, yeah, if 80% of the decisions are coming down to that, I mean, it's very clear, right? Same chops, both people, for the most part, have had the same background, same degree, but I like this person better, mm-hmm. they communicate better, yet you have never been trained on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that point, it's either from other past experiences or God-given ability but it's so critical. No matter what you're doing, I feel like that's going to show up, yeah, in in life and give yeah. you that edge, right?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I that leads into it. The second thing that I think for me it's benefited me, which is this like interpersonal communication, yeah, and just communication skills in yeah. general. Yeah, for me that's that's where it's paid yeah, off. Too. Like I, I, so we just read this book, Sales EQ, uh, by Jeb Blount, and he talks about how even. You would, you would think with Fortune 500 companies, Fortune 100 companies, and there's a lot of science to, ba- to back this data up, but they t- he talks and he illustrates this point that even with large organizations, you're still operating and dealing with people. So you might think if you have somebody who's a decision maker at a company, you think, oh, they're a Fortune 100 company, Fortune 500 company, they're going to make the best decision for the organization, Right. A human their own psychology aside, their own biases aside, they're gonna make the best decision for organization. Actually the, the data and the science says it's that's not true. They still will make a decision, um, a purchase decision, let's say, based on their own psychology. And really it comes down to who they just like doing yeah. business with more. Yeah,
0: that gut feeling. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so they talk about how throughout this you know this book, Sales EQ to give an example, it talks about how even at the highest level highest ticket items of 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 sales and purchases the decision maker the person who's making the decision is still going to make that decision based on how they get along with that salesperson and how they just like them yeah you know like people even decide to they'll even decide to do business even if it's more expensive with somebody because i like my salesperson better i like this person better i just i get along with them it's that connection i just get along with them better i just relate with them more yeah and so like that relatability and being able to understand and see people that maybe are different from yourself, I think is another massive trait from sales.
0: Yeah. Well, well, I, I think, you know, if we look at, at what I feel sales teaches you is it's really how to communicate as a human being. Right. And, and there's more to communication that you learn from sales, right. Than just the words that you say, right? Words, actually, when you learn about the breakdown of communication, the verbal side of communication is actually a really small percentage of what we actually communicate, mm-hmm. you know, which is funny because when you get into sales, you're always hung up on the words to say, like, what do I say?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, how do I, you know, what, what, what do I say? What are the things, what's the magic pitch mm-hmm. that's going to get me the results? And yes, it's important. Um, you can't, you know, go to customers that speak English, and then you're trying to speak your Mandarin Chinese to them, exactly. right? True. Because they just won't understand. So yes, you have to be able to speak words that make sense. But then we learn also from sales how critical the other two pieces of communication are, which is one is metaverbal, basically tonality, how we say something, right? And then and then the nonverbal side of communication, commonly called body language. Um, depending on the studies, uh, verbal can make as low as make up as low as five to ten percent of communication. Mm. All kinds of different studies, right? So they'll say sometimes as low as five, as high as ten. Uh, metaverbal is going to come in somewhere between twenty percent and forty percent, depending on the study, right? And then obviously the the majority of that is going to fall in the realm of body language of nonverbal, right? And so that's where. When you, when you start to understand those different pieces of communication and how they kind of flow together and the type of impact that they have, then you you learn ultimately how to really effectively communicate with people. And so you see how that's going to directly benefit you when you're in the arena of sales and you're trying to close someone, you're trying to align with someone, you're trying to b- build a reputation of trust, you're trying to build that rapport. Mm-hmm. All of those different things are really critical for it. So you would be stupid to not think that that same type of psychology, that same type of communication is also going to work well with other people, right? And so I, you know, I'll sometimes be in, you know, different meetings or you'll just be maybe in an interaction at, at a restaurant or wherever it is and you can almost see it from a mile away, both good and bad parts of communication, just like, oh man, this this person isn't getting it right. Like you, you see lack of social self-awareness, right? Um, you'll see some people that, that, you know, are super charismatic and have, you know, in, in, in medical people well, you'll have doctors that have really great bedside manner and those that don't. Um, but just, I feel like at this point I can walk into most situations, and I can read the room. Mm. And I can know like things that I can get away with and things that I can or or how I maybe should approach this or how I shouldn't. And I know that if any time something is going to be sensitive, you learn this especially from, from doing sales on a doorstep, is you want to be as disarming as you possibly can. So that's what I always talk about. The low and slow tone, low and slow tone, low and slow tone. Same with the by language. Like instead of going, hey, how's it going? How you guys doing today? Hey, I, I just had a, a couple questions for the people live here. You guys are the homeowners here, I assume, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And I'm going to communicate just like this, which is, look, Mr. Miss Customer, I got you. Everything's going to be just fine. Everything's going to be okay. Nothing you got to worry about here. Hey, I don't really want to do anything you're doing. Yeah, it's actually not a big deal. I just, a couple things, then I'll get out of your hair real quick, right? And, man, does that pay off dividends. Mm-hmm. When you're getting ready to maybe get into... Uh, a little bit of a, uh, a breakdown in communication in your most important relationships with your significant other, right? Coming out, guns a blazing, probably not useful. But you're like, hey, it's okay, it's, it's, it's not a big deal. Like, we got this, it's all right, yeah. right? How impactful that is. And same thing in, 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 in business and working relationships. And if, if you have to provide feedback to someone that maybe you have stewardship over in a leadership position, it's going to land so much better where you're not going in and flexing and going, Hey, Jared, you screwed up on this. Mm -hmm. This is totally wrong. Like, look at this is what you did. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Sometimes that natural human response is to do that. Or maybe you had examples of people doing that. Maybe it was your parents led like that. Right. But you start to learn that if I go, "Hey, Hey, Jared, is it cool if I give you some coaching on something? Um, so I saw that when this and this occurred, there's a little bit of a breakdown. And I think that if we approached it like this, I think your results would be so much better, right? Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that make sense? Does that resonate with you at all, right? It just comes down to what type of result do you want? Mm-hmm. Do you want to get the result that's ultimately going to allow you to arrive at the target that you're aiming for? Um, or are you cool with just some situations flexing throwing it out there however you throw it out there whatever emotions you're feeling and then expressing that through communication because you quickly learn in sales that, that is a recipe for disaster so
1: that's where i've seen it show up the most communicate for me. dude you're right communication is it it is I, I don't know between confidence and communication it's hard to pick like which one is the biggest one.
0: Well, the, the but they also work hand in hand, right? Course, you're yeah. a better communicator when you're more confident. Yeah, absolutely. Like like clearly, you, you yeah.
1: Communicate completely different. That's why like you'll hear some people to where it's like, oh, I just felt like I was a different person, or I felt like just not not myself. And yeah. I felt, like so confident, felt so good, and but it's like, well, yeah, because psychology states that you <laughs> you actually do become a different person. Yeah. right When you do feel that confidence and you do feel great. out there on the doors and you can remember probably those those days you're on the doors where you're getting your butt kicked yeah you have low confidence and it does show up through your it shows up through your body right yeah like you feel like it starts with your thoughts and those sneaky thoughts it all of a sudden starts it plants a seed and before you know it it's grown into this tree yeah and by the end of the day you you haven't noticed, but your shoulders are slumped, and you're just like oh, breathing I can't shallow, do this. heads yes, down, yeah, shallow. Your pitch is off. You don't have confidence in what you're saying, your product, your belief in yourself, your product, your company. Yeah, it's just just, oh, going the motions, just going through the right? motions, going through the right.
0: People can see through it, you know, and yeah. and then you you wonder why they say they say no. You're giving them zero confidence. Sure. All you're doing is throwing off spidey senses mm-hmm. on every single door. Yeah, like I think we've all been there. You know, I, if anyone's been around me long enough, I always talk about that Thursday on my first week where I remember just looking down the street and going, I don't think I'm ever going to get this. (laughs) You know, I'm so bad. I'm so bad at it. Right. Um, but then, you know, I can remember it's so funny. I can even tie cities to it. That was in Chula Vista, Mm. California, suburb of San Diego. But you know you 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 keep at it mm. and then i remember being in this i think it was my third territory that i'd worked it was in lemon grove california also a suburb of san diego and i remember just being so confident and i remember this customer telling me no towards the end of a work day and i'm like what like I couldn't process the no, mm. I I was in such a trance, no better word for it, that I just thought everyone was gonna say yes, yeah, right. And and when you're in that like superhero mindset, like we all know what that also feels like, mm. and uh, the way you communicate with that certainty is is so different, you know. And, and as human beings, um, you know, we we see this with with even sometimes. Uh, you know, leaders and, and politicians and whatever, they might not even be the best first person for the job but they communicate so much certainty and so much confidence in what they do that it's just, we're, we're highly attracted to it mm-hmm. as a human race, yeah. right? We see that strength and we're like that's my guy mm-hmm. or that's my girl right? And that's what comes across the doors, we're able to really hone that in that communication coupled with that confidence, oh my gosh, it's like uh, such a recipe for success. Yeah, you
1: know? I, I think it leads into another thing that I think that you've just articulated, but is being able to—it's being able to re- be able to gain resilience, you oh, able yeah. to be okay with the nose Yep. I mean, what what other what other job, I mean, besides sales, are you getting to- told no like all the time? Yeah. You know, there there there's
0: if you're an actor,
1: there's not a lot. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Adam, (laughs) you know, but like you don't, so it's interesting when you see people outside of sales and they haven't had rejection a lot back to even when you were, how you were raised, right? Obviously if if you were raised in like a really good environment, loving parents, things like that, maybe you were nurtured and you might've just been told the whole, your whole life, Hey, you're really good. You're really talented. You can do this. You can do that. You can, you can do anything you want. And that's really good. Right. There's Mm -hmm. some. Yeah. Really good benefits to that. Of course. But then some of those people get on the work world. I know this was the case for me. whereas was all of a sudden it was like, I, you know, I was getting rejected all the time. Right? Yeah. And so I. just no one love me? Yeah, exactly. Why <laughs> don't they really love me? But like, I remember first starting on the doors and I've shared the story a lot, but I took that rejection personally, you know, and it's just one of those things where, and I think th- this is probably the case for a lot of people that start in sales. Is unless you've been through that crucible, unless you've been through that to where you have faced rejection a, a, a hundred times, a thousand times, 10,000, a million times. Right. And you've been able to stare it in the eyes and see past it and overcome it. Like, unless you've been through that, you can get to this place to where all of a sudden you take that rejection personally. You know, for me, it was just, I hadn't been through the reps yet. You know, yeah. I just hadn't had the reps and eventually you, you persevere and then you quickly learn, oh, Maybe not quickly, but you eventually learn to where, hey, don't take it personally. Yeah. You know, totally. Rejecting Ryan. Yeah. Rejecting Jared. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think I think one of two things occur. Uh number one is you just eventually become numb to it. Yeah. It's just it's just whatever I I've heard it one time rejection in sales is compared to water over a duck's back. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever seen a duck swimming around, right? That, that just kind of wicks off of them. It's no big deal, right? Um, I think there's that. Or some people will actually use that potential negative energy and funnel it into something useful, yep. right? It will it will fuel them mm-hmm. for that very next door. Like, oh, that person rejected me. All right. And then you, you you take that energy positively and you put it into giving it your absolute best effort to that next one. Yeah. right and 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 until you have done that it doesn't really make sense well how do you do it someone just told you to get the f off my property and now you're you're better on the next door but when you start to utilize it effectively you can quickly see how that can actually happen totally. it just it's it's still energy it just depends on how you choose to utilize it yeah. do you want to internalize it like you did when you're brand new and go oh my gosh poor me I can't believe they're rejecting me or going you know what that's, I am going to use this. This next person's going to say yes. And this person wishes they would have said yes. Because their neighbor now is going to say yes. Totally. Right? Yeah. And, and you can almost feel that just just yeah. talking through it like totally, that, you totally. know? Yeah, you can feel, like, the energy. Yeah.
1: Right? It, it's, like, a funny example, the way to compare it. But I almost... It almost, re- it reminds me <laughs> of like Bane from Batman where he says like, I was, I was bored to Burn. Place. Yeah. I was, can't do an impersonation. No, you can't. You know. It's okay. We could workshop that. We can work on that <laughs> one. But like it almost in sales, it's like you are intentionally going into the darkness, right? Yeah. You're intentionally going in to that uncomfortable place. You're intentionally going into a place to where it's really easy not careful to have negative thoughts yeah and you're like and you're choosing to go into the darkness you're choosing to go into that place to where it's going to be easy to have negative thoughts and then you're then also making conscious choice if you want to rise above it to then combat those thoughts yeah if you think of like what other job is out there there's not like yeah other people <laughs> other people want to be coddled they yeah. want to be in a place to where like i'm not going to feel any negative emotions or negative thoughts yeah and i ugh, i don't want to have constructive criticism. I just want to be in an office in the corner. Don't bother me. Don't bug me. I want to have all my comforts and I don't want to have anything negative happen to me. You know? Yeah. That's why sales is such a beautiful thing because it's again, you're choosing to go into the darkness. Yeah. And if you can embrace it and choose to be better and choose to overcome it and to become stronger, let that crucible refine you. You will come on the other, uh, out the other side being a completely different creature. Yeah,
0: I, and, and I share this a lot of times, and I, I think a lot of our, our leaders do, or hopefully they do, but anytime we connect with new candidates that are, are looking into working with us here at Encore, um, the conversation that hopefully we're delivering, right, is that this uh, becomes a phenomenal analogy for how anything significant career-wise actually occurs, right? So the the example of, you know, being an entrepreneur and starting your own business or climbing the corporate ladder or getting a record deal or shopping a movie or clearly in sales that you learn to go through those no's, no, 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 until yes, right? And, you know, far too many people give up on their dreams when they get that first little sign of resistance up mm-hmm. oh, wasn't meant to be not in the cards not for me right but if you look at the examples of some of the most you know successful entrepreneurs or business owners or whatever you know you look at people like you know Walt Disney or Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos and you know when they were trying to line up the different pieces for their businesses to actually be successful i mean Walt Disney alone, I think it was something it was either like three hundred or three thousand. Yeah, some crazy it was like some that. crazy yeah. amount of rejections um, until he got a yes. Mm-hmm. It was it was insane. You know, you look at when when Sylvester Stallone was trying to shop Rocky, same type of thing. I mean he sold his beloved bulldog, bald for oh, days man. when he did it, right? But it was just like the only way he could survive. And uh, you know, They would go to such extents um, of experiencing rejection until they got that yes. And and I just think that's how it goes. But, man, think about it. Like, you know, you you go and work with with Encore for three, five, ten years and go do something else, and you've got this passionate business you want to start. I mean – you just knock enough doors, eventually someone's going to say yes, right? Eventually someone will give you that loan. Someone will give you that opportunity. As long as you don't quit, as long as you persist, someone always eventually says yes, Mm -hmm. right? And that's where I don't think that there is any forum like this. You can go through a customer service job and you can learn how to take rejection. You can just get beat down over and over and over again. But sometimes it's like, well, what's the point? My point is to just show up Take the heat and hopefully resolve concerns. But the beauty about sales is there's always a reward on the other side. Yeah. I don't know how much resistance you're going to go through, how many no's you're going to take, but eventually, someone always says yes. Yep. Eventually, there is that gold at the end of the rainbow.
1: And what you're taught, what you're speaking to, is a weak environment, right? If you're once again nothing against other jobs, or if you're in a customer service job, right? But being real, if you're in a job or career that's not really pushing you, helping you to become better, you're probably in a weak environment. Yeah. And how is a weak environment going to help you become strong? The answer is it's not. It's no resistance. Right. Exactly. A weak environment is going to lead to a weak person. It's just going to, right? Now, a hard, a tough environment is going to make you strong. It just is going to. Yeah. Uh, If you choose it to do that, right. Yeah. You can be in a tough environment. You can be like you just illustrated, you know, starting knocking doors. Oh, this isn't, this isn't for me. It's like, all right. That, that is one way to look at it. Yeah. We would call that a victim mentality. Yeah. It's an excuse, right? It's an excuse. All right. And that, that once again, somebody has a choice, to, to, to choose that response. Yeah. They have a choice to do that, right? But you want to ask yourself the question, do you want growth? Do you want to become better? Yeah. Do you want to make it so that those situations now are not painful? And instead, you can see them as gifts. And you can see them for what they are, which is an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to learn. You yeah. know, And do you want to become something more than what you are today? And so if you want something more out of your life than what you are currently doing, make sure you're in a position where you're in a tough environment that is going to force you to level up, yeah. Because you're not going to become tougher and stronger and level up if you're in an environment that is not pushing you and calling you to be your best. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and no no better forum than direct sales, right? Yeah. Um, where every single day. Uh, you you live and die by, by how that day goes, right? Do you eat or do you not? Do you survive, mm-hmm. or or do you not, right? And and every day it's it's requiring the most out of you. You know, it's it, even though you know, we talk about there are moments when you arrive where you're really confident yeah. in yourself and what you're doing, where you're really numb to rejection. I don't care how many years I was involved. If there was just a little bit of a gap, a little bit of time off, maybe it was one season from the next, mm-hmm. or maybe even a week, when you go back and you start working with those customers again, you start hitting doors again. It almost, some ways, feels like you're starting all over Holy again, God. right? Yeah. And and so that's, I mean, what I, I love about it is it just, it just steals you, mm-hmm. S T E E L, right? It just, it just really reinforces. Um, you know, so, some traits that I think we would all have where you, you, you know, you're, you're trying to eventually get to a point where, where nothing breaks you, right? Like you can, you can approach any single situation, uh, social situation, any type of person from any walk of life and you got it right. Yep. And you still might feel those emotions and those feelings, but you've learned how to just step into it time and time and time again. Um, So, you know, that's, as we get a chance to look at boil down sales and the, and the impact that it can have in our lives. You know, for me, those are all the, the key pieces. So yeah,
1: I love it. I honestly, we could talk about this for yeah hours. Yeah. Like course. other subjects as well. I feel like we yeah. said it every single time. Um, awesome. Next portion is our Q and a portion. So yeah. Let's get into some questions that you guys have. All right. So first question: uh, How many Addies did you pop? How many Addies did you guys pop per day when you were out selling door to door? Short
0: for Adderall.
1: Adderall. So, so this was interesting. I actually remember when I first learned that people on the doors took <laughs> took Adderall, like took uppers. Um, I don't know. Call me sheltered. Call me innocent. I didn't realize actually this was actually a thing. Yeah. So the answer, the simple answer for me is zero. I, don't,
0: yeah, I have zero. I didn't even know it existed during yeah. my, my heavy door-knocking days. Is as, as my career advanced and as I, you know, held different, you know, VP of sales positions, I became more aware that, uh, that it occurred. I mean, we would have entire offices on it. Really easy to get prescribed. You go in, you go, Hey, I'm, I have ADD. I can't focus. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll put you on some Ritalin. No, it's really bad. Okay. We'll put you on Adderall. Like it's, it's not a difficult thing to get, but I remember one team, uh, they were really good at their craft. Uh, good production was one sale a day. Um, they said, these guys were really, really good. They said, Hey, I can sell, Three a day, but if I take Adderall, I can sell five a day. Mm. Like that was the difference. Has just helped him focus on. it. This is definitely not uh, a campaign for everyone taking Adderall, no. but uh, it's also it's really, from my understanding, really hard to come off of. It's yeah. like speed. Yeah, you, I
1: don't know. So yeah, I remember I remember being in a car group and a guy had said, "What did he say?" He said something to the effect of like, "Oh, I forgot my Adderall this morning." And he was on some like high dosage. Yeah. And I just remember thinking he, it's interesting. He actually then said, he's like, I don't know if I'm going to sell today. Like these guys became so dependent on it and stuff. And so anyway, I didn't find out until a few years after I started doing like direct sales, um, that this was actually a thing. Yeah. So interesting. Um, what is a great way to have work life balance? Uh, good. Really, really good question. Yeah. I don't, you know, don't get married. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. Honey, don't do it. Don't if you're do watching, it. don't do anything. I, I think for everybody, like, you know, balance is an interesting thing. I feel like some people think of balance as, oh, I need to have a perfect distribution of every area of my life every single day, you know, and I just, I just don't think that's accurate. I think yeah. you're going to be chasing something if you try to approach it that way. I think you're going to be chasing a ghost forever. Yeah. Uh, And so I think first of all, like for me, what's helped is like just breathe (laughs) and take things for what they are. There's going to be some days. There's definitely some days for us where it's, you know, not all nighters, but for lack of better terms, it's all day, you know, all nighters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There is imbalance if you looked at a 24 hour period uh, and you're naturally going to have that. I just think if you are going to, if you want to really achieve the higher upper echelons of work. Um, it's, you're not going to be able to do it and I'm going to be really effective and work 20 hours a week. Yeah. I, I, maybe there's somebody else that can do it. That's really great at that. I just don't know that. I think you have to put in the work and the effort and time that way. Then you can learn, you knock off the edges eventually after you've put in your tens of thousands of hours then I think as you get in your career, you can then learn to be more optimized Yeah. Then you can help to shorten where what used to take you 10 hours. You can do now in two hours or, or an hour or three hours. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, I think once again, Ryan, I remember when you first started, uh, when we first started working together, like <laughs> you talked a lot about this and you talked a lot about, um, being present with whatever it is you're doing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and you and I have had fun discussions around that. Totally. So,
0: well, yeah. The, the thing is, is I've been, I've been on the other side where I didn't have it. Yeah. You know, and you know, you're you're running hot for so long, and you know, I, my wife is incredible, and and especially early in my career, and obviously the entire time, really supportive. Um, it almost you know, she gave me a pass no matter how I was really Mm. behaving or acting. And so I put in a lot of time, but I just woke up one day and I go, I I hate this. I hate what I'm doing. Yeah. I hate it. Like that's that's an awful place to be. Yeah. I just overdone it. Right. Like, and and it was self-inflicted. No one was like, you know, whipping me into shape, like forcing me to be on the clock all the time. But I just, that's what I did. I saw a lot of opportunity, a lot of passion, I had a lot of passion for it. It was, it was always really predictable. I felt like the more I put into it, I just got so much more out of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and then eventually one day it was just, just too much. And I had to just be done, be done completely. Um, so that's what I think you, you you want to avoid. Um, at some point something will break, right? If you're, if you're not focused on it, something will break. Mm -hmm. It's either your, your, your health will break down. Right, if that's not what's been getting the attention, your relationships, some way, shape, or form, will break down. Or sometimes, maybe, maybe career stuff is not what you're giving attention to. Next thing you know, you're broke or laid off or something, right? But one of the you know cool uh, diagrams that I've I've used in the past is a a good little inventory. Is it's imagine that there's this like wheel, right? And there's all these different areas of your life, mm. right, that surround this wheel, like different categories, so to speak. And we actually used to talk about this more yeah, um, with the cali- Calibrate side of the Calibre program. Calibrate stood for eight different areas of life, things like, you know, financial and physical and mental, emotional, sure. right, uh, contribution, relationships, all those different things. But then, you know, you have basically ten circles, right, right, 10 circles in this diagram. And you just ask yourself a quick inventory question. Look, how am I doing? My relationship, scale one to 10. And then how am I doing in my physical well-being? One to 10. How am I doing in my mental health? One to 10. You know, how am I doing in in whatever? And then you quickly learn that you've got this wheel Mm -hmm. that won't run very smoothly on the road, especially if you've got certain chunks that you're really killing it with and others that you're not. You know, and I always feel like that's a good a good way to kind of check in on yourself um, because uh, it's usually easy for us to give time and attention to the things that we're great at. But usually the things that we're neglecting, those eventually at some point are going to cause a lot of pain, right? And sometimes it's ultimate pain. Like you do an okay job with your kids now, they're going to be in prison, they're going to be on drugs, Mm -hmm. they're going to be pregnant in high school. Right, like, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. You you do a an an okay job with your physical well being, it's gonna lead to really bad health, and eventually that's gonna catch up to you, and you won't even be able to do the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you do a okay job in your most important relationships with your significant other. Next thing you know, he or she's gone. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I, uh, you know, a hack that you brought up. Jared is sometimes we think, okay, it's always time allocation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's not like, especially when you're dealing with humans. And if you learn enough about love languages, you learn how people like to be appreciated, how they like shown love. And a lot of times if you're just spending time and that's not even the thing that they want from you, mm-hmm. you think you're doing a really good job and you're not even filling their bucket. Right. Yeah. And the other thing, the other hack that you brought up is presence, right? A lot of times, We think that we're spending all this quality time with people that we care about. But when we're, you know, constantly checking the phone and just a second, second, right? We might be four hours with that person, but what they're actually getting from us isn't much, Mm -hmm. right? And and so if we give them what I would call a concentrated amount of us, which is just me and you, Mm -hmm. we only got an hour, man, but you're going to get all of me. The phone's going to be put away. I'm not even worried about it. I am just here for you. And I'm actually listening, and I care, and I'm right here. My hallucination is that will fill up way more of the person's bucket than the four hours of distracted. In fact, I think in a lot of cases, that becomes more of a withdrawal than a deposit in the first place.
1: Yeah, yeah. dude. Not to get like too, too much into this, but I remember this. On uh it was Tony Robbins, he played a video at Unleash the Power Within. Yeah. And it was about this couple, uh Date Date with Destiny. Okay. You know, and obviously, you know, you're Tony Robbins' master, so you you, you <laughs> I know about that. No, 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 all this. Watched but, a lot of it. <laughs> but like it has the couples, obviously obviously you go, couples go there, not I probably not in like dire straits, but they want to become more connected. And he just has them to where they just stare at each other and look at each other in their eyes, right? And what does he get? He he's getting them to just have complete total presence.
0: Have fast. you ever done that with someone, by the way?
1: Yeah, like I've, I've, yeah, with my wife. Like,
0: I've done it with some rando dude one oh. time who taught me about it. It was actually Bobby's dad. Oh, Bobby's dad yeah. And he did it. And I'm like, my, like, you, it starts to become emotional. Like, you don't oh. even have yes. a connection with that yes. person. Yeah. It's wild. Dude. It's actually the most wild thing. Cause yeah. as my wife says, emotionally, I'm like dead inside always a joke okay it's a joke but like i'm just not like the overly you know crying type of emotional type of person but anyway go ahead yeah yeah. so
1: like i've i've done this with my wife of just like staring just giving her total presence and, and learned it from this with tony robbins yeah and it's really really powerful yeah because i think a lot of times it's like oh so being present means i have to ask you how your day was i have to check in with you how are you doing how are you feeling it's like no, that actually might not even be what your your significant other wants right or what fills their bucket and so i know for you know you're talking about love languages i know for my wife it's it's quality time yeah even you're giving giving her that quality time that undivided this attention focus if you like in this video at tony robbins here's it's very emotional with this married couple and they just stare into into each other's eyes they're not saying anything but they're communicating so much yeah right they like honestly you watch this video and in the 20 seconds that they are just staring at each other you know they probably communicate way more than if they spent two hours talking yeah and it's fascinating they connect so much more so it's awesome anyway dude one last thing i'll say on this you had mentioned before it's actually one of my favorite things jordan peterson talks about um you talked you'd mentioned how you get into your career and you get so focused on that, and you start to develop the skill. You get really good at it, and then what happens? Is that other things start, break, you know, kind of breaking apart. Yeah. And Jordan Peterson talks about how the reason that is is because people like to do things they're comfortable with. Yeah. And they get into this lane. So I think for us, you know, as, as men, as guys, we get into our career and we start getting praise. We kind of start getting good at it. Yeah. We start getting reinforced. Uh, this re- these this reinforcement that we're good at this. Yeah. We're strong at this and we can do this. And for those, let's just say you're not, you don't go to the gym, you don't take care of your body. Then when you go to have the thought like, I should get in shape. You go to the gym, what happens? Like I'm really out of shape. I- I'm really uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm just going to go back and spend more time over here at yeah. working because I know this is something I'm really good at. And it's the same thing with relationships too. It's like, that's why I think these men to where they don't focus on these different <laughs> areas of life they want to focus then on work because they get they get re they get it reinforced that they're good at this thing, and they don't want to go and spend time at something that they're bad at or they feel uncomfortable with. Anyway, Jordan Peterson explains it way better than I, I love it, and I do, and it's really awesome. Really good.